everyone. Hey everyone. It's time for another live look at the astrology. My name is Katie Sweetman and this is your look at the astrology for April 10th through 16th, 2023. We are getting into the middle of April. It's just, I don't know what happened to March, what happened to April, what happened to February. But if you are watching live, as always, do say hello and let me know how you're doing. Uh, how are you navigating Aries season so far? We have got one more week to go and we're even coming up on eclipse seasons, which is one of the things that I want to talk about today. But it feels like March, and I think I said this last week, Mar March was a vibe. March, I feel like, you know, I'm still like trying to work my way out of March because it really like was heavy energy. Maybe it was Saturn going to Pisces. Maybe it was Pluto going into Aquarius, which I actually want to talk about this week. Yeah, we had big changes in the astrology back in March. And, and I, you know, it wasn't was an overstatement, everybody. These are like, you know, I'm looking at the astrology clock, and I see one major hand on the astrology clock change, and I see another major hand on the astrology clock change. So yeah, we had a lot of things going on. I did a couple of webinars, which you can still get. They came out very well. But yeah, Pluto is in Aquarius. We are now like five weeks, almost five weeks of really feeling out what this time means for us. And it's really, I think, we're not going to have a logical understanding of Pluto and Aquarius. I think that we can, of course, maybe look to these larger themes around technology that are coming up in the news lately, and maybe how technology is going to really reshape our lives over the coming years more than we've already experienced. Um, but uh, to really sort of sit with the psychic themes that have been coming up and maybe even coming up for you wherever uh, Aquarius is in your astrology. Yes, even if you're not an Aquarius or you have nothing in Aquarius, um, you still have Aquarius governing over a very particular part of your life. So anyway, yeah, so we are getting into the middle of April. This week, we are starting to wrap up the lunar month. Last week, we had a full moon in Libra. And I said to you last week that this was sort of this first taste, this first preview of the fact that the eclipses are going to start to move. They've been in Taurus Scorpio since the very end of 2021. We had that eclipse back way back on November 19th of 2021, that first one in Taurus. They're going to start to go into uh, Aries and Libra, although we have to wait another six months until we have that first eclipse in Libra. But in a week and a half time, we're going to have our first eclipse in Aries in what? Nine years. So yeah, we've got, uh, we're sort of moving into a new collective theme. I know it just seems like all these things are shifting and moving at the same time. But uh, yeah, what is Aries? Well, Aries is the first sign of the zodiac. It's a fire sign and something that uh, maybe I've said it here before. It was something that I talked a lot uh, back in my Saturn Masterclass. And you know, eventually I'll, I'll do that again, but, but I, that turned out really well. Um, but the, the first element in astrology is fire. And it's something that we can't forget because a lot of times we get stuck in earth. We try to start with earth, meaning what's its name? What's the outline? What's it gonna become? How much money am I gonna make? Um, first, we have to start with fire, passion, desire, initiative. And so Aries season brings us back to that primal spark of life. And it reminds us that we need that we need that spark of life. Otherwise, uh, things cannot get moving and going in our lives. So Aries season, it refreshes us, it renews us. 
It starts the astrological year, Aries is yes, the first sign of the zodiac, the first beginning of the astrological year. And uh, it puts us back in touch with the energies of Mars, being able to go after what we want, our sense of courage and bravery, desire, even sexuality. Um, and we need to really feel that fire if we really want to make something happen or to create something in our lives. So I'm saying all of this because we've got this eclipse next week, which of course we'll talk more about next week, but just to sort of keep, you know, put some little things on the table for you all. This eclipse um, is going to open up this new chapter where the framework of time going into October is about Aries, just like the framework of time that we're coming out of is about Scorpio. I know, maybe that's why the past six months, five months have been a bit heavy because we had that Scorpio solar eclipse way back on October 25th. So we're moving from that Scorpio framework to a Aries framework. And so over the next uh, coming weeks and months, we have to really look at our relationship with Aries. How do we take action? Do we take action? Do we have a hard time standing up for ourselves or standing on our own two feet or even an individuating? That's sort of one of the themes that we're gonna see back and forth between the Libra eclipses and the Libra South node and the Aries eclipse and the Aries North node is that we, of course, we need a relationship, but we also can't lose ourselves in relationship. And so like last week, we had that Libra full moon. And so maybe we're getting that first little taste of themes that we're going to play out even more over the next uh, you know, 18 months. That's, that's typically the whole eclipse cycle. I think we have our last eclipse in Aries. Um, yeah, Aries, uh, the beginning of 2025. So yeah, it's going to take us into the beginning of 2025. So when we start to feel the eclipses and a week and a half is we're feeling it even if we can't sort of place our finger on it or put our finger on it uh, is that we are coming up to a new beginning yeah i know you're like katie how many new beginnings can we have in one little short period of time i guess a lot so anyway before i get too too much further let me just quickly reintroduce myself for those who do not know who i am my name is katie sweetman and i'm an astrologer and psychic medium located in the new york city area and every week we gather live to talk about the astrology and something that you hear me say over and over again the astrology is 50 percent you are the other 50%. Do not forget that. The astrology is not a cultural metric. It's not a metric for, you know, where you were born in the world per se. It's just an, it's just time. It's how you live time. And so of course trying to get you all to sit within these different intermoving parts of time in a new way and to really shift and to awaken our relationship with in this case uh, Aries maybe maybe you haven't thought about Aries in that way but yeah each sign of the zodiac is like a it's like a ladder it's a path and it's sort of building its way all the way to the last sign of the zodiac Saturn uh, right I was gonna say Pisces and, and and of course Pisces is a big focus for us right now because Saturn is going to be there for the next uh, three years so yes that is who I am and if of course you are watching live as always do say hello and we are you know for those that celebrate we're coming out of the Easter holidays um, maybe you've been traveling um, I, I haven't been traveling the Sag rising needs a vacation um, but anyway let's uh, let's let's dive in to the astrology this week. So 
as I've been talking about, it's we're coming up on eclipse season. So what is this? What does that even mean? So every six months we have eclipses. You could say that over the last month, we've been feeling the energy of eclipses come in. And for me as an astrologer, eclipses, especially when I work with clients, and I know some of you that are watching live are my clients, because we we have our session, you're like, Katie, I feel like I know you, I, I watch you every Monday. Um, but yeah, like when we, so when I sit down with a client, where are the eclipses happening? Because it really kind of gives me a very good look at what is shifting, what is changing, what is opening up. You all may know how much I love Saturn. Saturn's my other go-to, but eclipses are pretty predictable in the sense that they, whatever, well, this part I know is that wherever they fall in our astrology, that area of our life is going to change. Maybe dramatically, maybe not so dramatically, but eclipses, they punctuate our lives. They correspond with major life milestones. They can herald the birth of a child, a major move, the start of a major relationship, and even the end of a relationship. People can come in and out of our lives. And the analogy that I often use when I talk about eclipses is that it's like watching a theatrical performance except the theatrical performance is our life, and then one curtain comes down on one act and a curtain comes up on a new act. Except with this Aries eclipse in a week and a half, it's not part of the old story. It's actually part of the new story. And so we have to see, like, what's the next scene that's going to take us into the, the coming 18 months. And so we get into this, you know, sort of getting up to an eclipse time starts to bend it feels a bit interstitial uh we have a sense of things preparing to shift and move and sometimes we can already see the eclipse it's kind of the funny thing about eclipses is that they can actually come before the actual eclipse especially if that degree is highlighted by transit i'm kind of getting a little technical for a moment um and it's possible to see an eclipse a month before I've seen eclipses come in um, in the midpoint of the eclipse, that's three months before. Um, I've seen eclipses come a month after, or we sometimes have to wait for the uh, the midpoint of the eclipse three months after. I know, kind of kind of crazy like that. But uh, yeah, really kind of sit with, you know, what are you feeling now? Do you feel a sense of expectancy? Do you feel like something's shifting and changing? I know on top of these other big changes we had, you know, Saturn is really setting us up for a new focus of work over the next three years. And then we have our first tastes of Pluto and Aquarius. And then in addition to this uh, eclipse that's going to be happening in, in Aries on April 20th, it's going to be 29 degrees of Aries, it's the last sign of the zodiac. And so it really sets this tone where we have to do Aries, we have to do Aries with Saturn twist. What do I mean? The last degree is a little bit of a technical point. The last degree of a zodiac sign, the 29th degree, um, there is no 30th degree. It's like 29.59 and it rolls over to zero, zero. Um, the last degree of a zodiac sign functions like Saturn. It, the bar is set higher. We have to sort of show a higher degree of competency or integrity or leadership or authority. And so maybe we have to have more leadership and authority and of course integrity as we go into the next six months and really sitting with how we use our power. How do we use our Aries? How do we individuate, for example? 
The other thing that we have going on, um, and, and I'm just, you know, noticed that on um, social media, there's been a lot of talk about the luckiest day of the year. Maybe, maybe not. April 11th, the sun and Jupiter come together. Look, I'm I, my chart is Jupiter ruled. I'm all for Jupiter. I just sometimes I think that my Saturn and Virgo square everything in my chart gets a little bit too pragmatic. I'm like, yeah, you know, Jupiter can be luck. But I really want us to kind of really appreciate the fullness of Jupiter. I think it's a planet. Sorry, this is part of my Sagittarius humor coming out. It's like one of these days I'm going to do like a drinking game. And every, and every time somebody says Jupiter is a planet of growth, they have to take a shot or whatever, whatever, whatever your beverage of choice is, because Jupiter is so much more than the planet of growth. And yet it's this sort of knee jerk stock answer that we have. It is in so many astrology books. Bloop, Jupiter is planet of growth. No, it's more than that. Jupiter, like, for example, life and our world would be very small without Jupiter. We would just exist in this tiny little town, this tiny little framework, and we would have no desire for more. Jupiter is the planet that gives us the desire to know more, want more, explore more. It, you know, if you have a strong Jupiter in your chart, you've probably traveled or uh, education has been a huge priority. But there is that very philosophical side of Jupiter that's searching for answers, searching for meaning. So yeah, it is the planet of growth, but it's growth on a level that that word growth doesn't really fully um, encapsulate. You know, we need Jupiter to open up our eyes to the world. And so the sun and Jupiter coming together on April 11th at 20, I think it's 21 degrees. Um, it's a little personal story. I'm like, oh, yay, 21 degrees of Aries. That's trying my ascendant. That's got to be good, right? And then I, I always forget that I Pluto opposite at 18 degrees. So anyway, anyway personal share. So yeah, this uh, this uh, conjunction is going to be at 21 degrees of Aries. And so what what is Jupiter and Aries? And, you know, it's kind of giving us that that growth. <laughs> um, it's really giving us that that need to really expand our relationship with Aries, to take action, to take command, to be in, you know a sense of individuality and leadership. So Sun conjunct Jupiter is the faith Jupiter to set to go forward to set out to go after what we want what are our desires what are our needs you know aries is pretty primal and raw but it's that raw energy to go after what we want jupiter can give us a lot of confidence sometimes it can be overly confident this is why i'm just like hmm, like plant you know that you know best day ever, a day of luck. Um, sometimes we, we overshoot things with Jupiter because, oh, yeah, 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 I totally got this. It's going to be great. Um, and I think that's where we need that healthy balance between Jupiter and Saturn. But this might be a day tomorrow, and even today right now because we're feeling it, um, moons in Sagittarius at the moment, we, we want to launch something, Aries. You know, we want to start a path. We want to sort of really need that push from Jupiter and that confidence and faith that maybe we can actually make it happen. It might take time. We might have to go through all the zodiac. Um, but this is where we might feel that desire to sort of grow and expand. I said it. I said the, I said the G word. Um, outside of typically the limits and the boundaries that we're comfortable with. So for somebody, they might answer that answer or answer that energy by wanting to focus on education, set some education goals, or to travel, or to see the world, or maybe you've been noticing that you've 
been sort of existing your life in a smaller template and you want to expand the template of life. So that's where Jupiter is a planet of growth. But we do need Jupiter again to help us to make meaning. It's a planet of meaning. Uh, it's a philosophical planet. It's very, it's, it's, it's whether it's religious, you know, Jupiter is a planet of religion. Or it's a planet that helps us to really find a sense of you know, spirituality or a sense of deeper purpose and mission. So this might be a conjunction where we really set off in search of our mission and purpose in the world. This is all in advance. I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. Jupiter going into uh, Taurus on May 16th. The energy of this conjunction points over to Mars in Cancer. So whatever we are launching, doing, uh, starting, setting sail, it has to really hit a deeper emotional chord. We have to feel emotionally safe. This is where we can't just rush off with that fire energy and go after what we want. I think whatever it is, it has to really anchor us and anchor us in our lives more deeply and maybe even nourish something more deeply in our lives. Or maybe we'll just have a very lucky day. You will have to get back to me. But maybe, you know, use this energy you know, in, intentionally, again, to launch something or to sort of set your sights on a new adventure. Also on the 11th, Venus goes into Gemini. And uh, I actually personally really love Venus and Gemini, maybe it's because my seventh house. But Venus, what is Venus? Venus is what we love, what we value. It's a planet of relationships, socialization. It's also a planet of money and income. This is, reveals the dual rulership of both Venus as the ruler of Libra and Venus as the ruler of Taurus. So Venus actually is in Taurus right now. It's sort of wrapping up its time in Taurus, but it's, you know, it's leaving home. Taurus is home for Venus, and it's going to go into Gemini. So now what do we value? We value variety. We value curiosity, choice, trying everything. Uh, so I think I love makes my Gemini moon, but I love that ability with Gemini to really like keep its eyes open and really you know, be open to trying anything. Sometimes that gets Gemini um, in, in a little bit of a pickle, as they say. But, um, you, know, we, you know, Venus and Gemini, it loves conversation. It loves actually the art of conversation. It can be very charming. Um, and so maybe we are getting in touch with our ability to communicate and speak and to say the right word or to maybe pacify or to negotiate or maybe even to get more social over the next four weeks. Venus is going to do a couple of things. Number one, for the next four weeks, it's picking up on the territory that Mars was in for a seven-month period. Yeah, don't you remember Mars was in Gemini for like forever? From August 20th of 2022 until just this past March 25th, Mars was in Gemini. There was a retrograde period from October 30th all the way to January 12th. And so Venus is going to pick up on some of the themes, the deeper themes that we were navigating while Mars was in Gemini. Gemini is fundamentally about the about choice. Yes, it's communication, it's how we speak and listen and learn, but it's the choice and the duality of life and the choices that we have to make while we are here in a physical body. And so we had to do a lot of soul searching about choices uh, over the past seven months. Venus is a bit of a different energy than Mars. Mars is all action. Venus, I think, can kind of give a bit of fertility, you know, sort of give life to some of these choices that we made or at least we're reflecting on. Um, and maybe this is something that even comes more to the forefront when the sun goes into Gemini. Uh, this, of course, will be in over a month's time later in May. 
Uh, that said, the other thing that Venus is doing is that it will make a square to Saturn. We're a little light on aspects this week. Uh, it's mostly the moon that's uh, driving the story. And I, I, there's actually a really major point about the moon that I want to make in a few moments. But Venus will make a square to Saturn. Yes, Saturn is in Pisces. It's been in Pisces since March 7th. So we are now five weeks into getting to know Saturn and Pisces very different than Saturn and Aquarius, its home sign or one of its home signs. Now Saturn is motivated to create something that's in alignment with its faith, its values. It's like its inner faith, its inner values. It's not the values of a book or a religion or social values. Pisces is very quiet. You have to feel it. You have to want it. It has to be like a deep inner desire and something that comes from, again, something very spiritual. Nevertheless, I think Venus um, likes to make a lot of choices, but Saturn is saying that we have to have some wisdom in the choices that we're making and the choices that we're making, especially in relationships, and we might see some uh, friction points in relationship this week, that we have to make decisions in relationship that are actually true to our heart and our soul, and maybe not necessarily like, you know, sometimes we get all, all over the place with relationship, but Saturn is not all over the place and it's really we have to honor something that we feel and something that we know deep down inside um, as we come up to this square on the 14th of april the other thing that i want to mention this week um it's a little quiet but it's something that i noticed that the moon it goes into aquarius it's not going to sound very interesting but but stay with me for a moment the moon goes into aquarius on april 13th this is the part that's interesting. When it goes into Aquarius, it meets up with Pluto in Aquarius. Uh, we have not had a Moon-Pluto conjunction in Aquarius since December of 1798. Yes, you heard correctly, 1798. That is just some historical fun facts. Um, but for me, you know, this, you know, the Moon, uh, it's it's like a transmitter. It's like an antenna. So it's one of those things that. When you want to get a sense of how something is uh, growing, unfolding, uh, what's the temperament of something, like look to the moon, because it really helps us to reach deeply into a well, whether it's a collective memory or a collective unconsciousness, or even our own sense of memory and feeling and emotions and wants and desires. And so the moon is going to pick up on the energy of Pluto in Aquarius. So as you heard me say in the introduction, Pluto has been in Aquarius since just uh, March 23rd. So that's just a few weeks ago. But from March 23rd, until June 11th, with the retrograde, Pluto will turn retrograde on May 1st, this is our first taste of Pluto and Aquarius. Uh, nobody on this planet alive, unless you are an immortal, uh, or at least 250 years old, has been alive with Pluto and Aquarius. So really pay attention to when the moon goes into Aquarius. I think it's around midday uh, New York time. I'm, I'm here in the New York City area. Um, that's not to create any sense of expectation or like external, you know, events happening. But what is Pluto revealing to us? over the next uh, coming years, uh, actually next 20 years. And what are the themes and the archetypes and sort of these these questions around power? Because Pluto is fundamentally, well, one, it's an evolutionary planet. Number two, it's fundamentally about power, our relationship with power and control, um, our relationship with power through the lens of Aquarius. For you, Aquarius might be a money sign, it might be a relationship sign, and, and you know, Saturn, was giving us, you know, some feedback 
while Pluto or while Saturn was in Aquarius from uh, 1920, geez, from 2020 until 2023. So just uh, just a few uh, few a few goodness, just a few uh, for the person who is like. Don't answer the scammer who's scamming people out of, you know, get readings right now. Anyway, report them, ban them. Anyway, so anyway, so yeah, our first, you know, speaking of power, you know, looking at our relationship with power and Aquarius over the uh, coming two decades. Yes, yeah, so I did a whole webinar on Pluto and Aquarius. You can watch the introduction for free. It's on my website. It's in the show notes. Um, you can also get the full webinar. So thank you very much. Anyway, so let's look at the astrology for each of the individual signs. Um, yeah, let's start with Aries. So happy birthday, Aries, especially if you were born towards the end of the sign. This is just your friendly reminder that you are a week and a half away from a solar eclipse in Aries. Hey, you're an Aries. So what does this mean? It means that you're stepping into a time where over the next six to 12 months, it's a time of new beginnings. Even if we go into 2024, there will be another eclipse in Aries around this time, you know, or earlier in 2024. But what you need to know is that you're stepping into a dynamic chapter in your life, a time of new beginnings, a time where you have to individuate, a time when you have to look towards the many relationships in your life, especially if you have what I like to call a big R relationship. So a marriage, a partnership, um, somebody that you cohabitate with, uh, various romantic relationships for example. That said, Mars, your planet continues to be in Cancer, so it's really hitting on these sort of bigger questions about home and family, where is home, who is home, putting down the roots and changes to the household. For some areas, this uh, solar eclipse really is a harbinger of a new time. It could be a move. It could be a major move. It could be a change in the household. For some areas, it could be the birth of a child. Somebody moves in, it could be a partner, even a baby somebody moves out, for example. That said, Venus going to Gemini. Gemini is what's called your third sign of voice and communication. And Venus is a relationship planet. So maybe you and a partner or you and people in your life need to have some conversations. Um, and uh, sometimes when Venus is in this part of your chart, you like a lot of variety. And you know, for some people, maybe you need more variety in your relationships, all relationships, or just maybe this is just a time of a lot of social connection, for example. Um, oh, I should also add for Aries that the Sun-Jupiter conjunction is in your sign. So use this energy to really launch yourself in a new direction and also to really examine your relationship with faith. Um, what else is going on? Taurus. So Taurus. All missed your birthday season. We've got one more eclipse in, not well, one more eclipse in your sign, but that's not until the end of October. But that's Scorpio eclipse um, on May 5th. I realize I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but it's going to start to put a big spotlight on relationships. You've had, you had another uh, lunar eclipse in Scorpio this time, uh, you know, May of 2022. But you're sort of concluding this very dynamic time in your life, Taurus. And I think this is a time that's really um, required and sometimes demanded a lot of you. And, and you know, in that 2021, two and three time frame, you had a lot of like Saturn square Uranus, you had the eclipses. It's really probably shaken up your world, for example. 
you know, maybe it's worth, you know, doing some reflection. And that's the thing about Aries season for you is that Aries season is the preparation for your season. We're like, well, no, duh. But I mean, this is a time for you to reflect, to go in, to get quiet, to really shed the baggage of the past. And maybe this is a time for you to reconnect with your faith, not the faith of a book or faith of religion. It's the faith that you discover within yourself. That's the Sun-Jupiter conjunction for you this week. It's in a very quiet place. May, you know, Pay attention to your dreams, for example, because when Jupiter goes into your sign on May 16th, this is a new period of growth. No, it's a little bit of a joke. It's a new period of expansion, really, you know, I think capitalizing on a lot of the bigger changes that you've made. Uranus is still in your sign. It will be there for a few more years until 2026. For a lot of Tauruses, this is meant getting really out of their comfort zone or reinventing themselves or making some very seismic changes, for example. That said, Venus is your planet. It leaves behind Taurus, your sign, and it goes into Gemini, which is a sign of money and income for you. And it really picks on this bigger story around money and income that maybe you saw while Mars was there, having to question your spending or the, the, the value of the things that you're investing in. But nevertheless, Venus in this part of your chart, it's very once like once stuff. Taurus, you're the planet of stuff. It wants, you know, it wants things you can touch, things you can hold, it wants to focus on your money and income and even material stability. Do keep in mind that when Venus goes into Gemini, it's going to make a square to Saturn. So maybe this is a week that's a little bit of a check-in, a checkpoint, or even a reality check. Um, Gemini. So Gemini, um, well, you got Venus coming into your sign uh, this week. So that's going to give you a little bit of pep in your step, a little bit uh, feeling, you know, maybe a little more social, a little bit more flirty. You know, Venus in your sign can also help you negotiate, to communicate, and maybe even to say the right word. That said, it's still an airy season for you. And so that means you're rounding out your personal a personal calendar because Aries is what's called your 11th sign. This is all in preparation for the sun's arrival in Taurus on April 20th and just a week and a half away. And that's when you sort of begin this four week period of really accounting for the year that you've had, you know, reflecting, going within, getting quiet, for example. Then um, you have the Sun Jupiter conjunction in your what's called the 11th sign. And so maybe you want to use this energy to vision the future that you want to create, to hope and to dream. That's the thing I was just thinking about this this weekend. It's like, you know, if, it's almost like if we gave, if I gave you a magic wand, Gemini, what would you create with it? And sometimes, and even I say this with other clients who are different signs, it's like we can, become, can sometimes become paralyzed by choice. It's like you literally can have anything in the world, but we kind of sometimes gravitate and stick to what's familiar. That said, use the Sun-Jupiter conjunction to hope and to dream, to get out of maybe sometimes, um, you know, the limitations of our thinking or the limitations of what we know and what's comfortable and, and to be creative. Um, this also could be time for you to really make an initiative to connect with your people, to find your groups, your sense of connection in the world, and even to have faith that the future that is in your heart can actually come into your life. Um, what else going on? Uh, cancer. 
So, Cancer, how we doing? I know it's like this is a week where I don't have to talk about Saturn in your eighth anymore. Isn't it refreshing? So, how are you doing, Cancer? Saturn has left your eighth, and now it's in your ninth. And so, this is the very beginning of three years of trying to get um, clear about what you believe in, what you stand for, what you think is true, what's your convic convictions. Um, and for some cancers, this is you know, thinking about going back to school or really kind of getting into these bigger existential questions. Pisces is a very existential sign. And for some cancers, it's about traveling the world. That said, Cancer, there's a lot of focus on your professional life right now. And Jupiter has been zipping through your career sign of Aries. You know, I don't like to overpromise Jupiter, but Jupiter can sometimes really give us a lot of professional opportunities. It can open doors, but also can sometimes make things a little bit bigger and maybe not in the way that we would like them to be. That said, Jupiter is trying to open up your eyes to the world or the role that you want to play in the world to grow your ambitions, for example. And to really use the Sun-Jupiter conjunction maybe to uh, set some intentions or to really launch something on a public level to get recognized for something that you're doing. Jupiter is the planet of teaching and so maybe this is a week where you have to also really either share or teach or motivate and inspire people to see things a new way, to really impart your philosophy, for example. That said, or maybe in addition, Mars continues to be in your sign. This is not a quiet place for Mars, Cancer. It's, it's right in Cancer. And so this is a lot of, this is a period that's giving you a lot of personal power, personal drive, personal motivation. All of this is in advance of that solar eclipse that's going to be in your career sign on April 20th. And so um, very classical way of looking at that is that there's going to be a career change. It could be uh, change of position or um, getting a new job or getting recognized for something or going off a new direction. But all I know is that something about your professional life is getting ready to change. Leo. Leo, you are a fire sign, so you are picking up on this Aries season vibe with Jupiter in addition. And so this is all pointing to something called your ninth sign. The ninth sign sort of takes the energy of fire. Hey, you are a fire sign. And it's the fire of revelation. I know that's a big statement, but this is the fire where we show something to the world. This is what I believe in. This is what I think is true. This is where we impart a sense of mission and purpose in the world. And sometimes it's a personal sense of mission and purpose in the world. And so the sun conjunct Jupiter, um, maybe you've got a lot to say. Maybe you need to profess. Maybe, maybe it's something that really is a personal mission statement or a philosophy or a time when you really want to go back to school or really take a class or maybe it's time to teach that class for example for some leos maybe you want to uh publish something broadcast something it's, it's this is a very public place the ninth um and for some leos maybe you're thinking about making a big trip or having a sense of like wanting to make a big trip this i say big trip because jupiter typically talks about long distance voyages typically foreign travel and maybe you're having a bit of a wanderlust for life all this is in advance of some of the bigger changes that are going to start to happen once you get to may i'm getting a little bit ahead of myself uh leo but that said you will have a solar eclipse in your ninth next week we'll talk about this in next uh, week's uh 
class, jeez, IDAX weeks, um, you know, uh, video, jeez. Um, but this is a time where faith and truth and meaning and what you stand for are going to be bigger themes as you go into even next year, for example. Um, that said, uh, you know, I'm sort of checking in on you with Saturn in the eighth. This is a time, Leo, where I know it's three years, but this is about really digging and continue to dig and make the first steps to dig into the deepest parts of yourself, because this is a time, a larger period of time about emotional revelation. There's that word again. Um, that said, uh, what else is going on, uh, Leo? Oh yeah, Venus, which is a major player in your astrology, is your, it is your career planet. It goes into Gemini. And on one hand, this is a sort of a four-week period where you've, you know, need to start to look ahead, start to either network or to um, make alliances on a professional level, or even to sort of like vision, like where do you want your your professional life to go, whether it's this year, next year, five years down the road. With Venus making a square to uh, Saturn this week, um, maybe it's a little bit of a reality check. Maybe you've thought about a certain future and that future is just not a reality, or it is a reality, but Saturn's like, you have to make sure you do X, Y, and Z in order for this to happen. Virgo. So for you, uh, Virgo, Aries season is a time when you have to go deep into yourself. It can be a very emotional time. For example, it's what I call going into the eighth room. It's sort of this, you know, sort of phrase that I use to describe a space within ourselves that we all have to enter. Whether you work with a therapist, whether you do a lot of personal reflection, it's in this space that we can feel very uncomfortable, but it's necessary. The way that I frame the eighth room is imagine a life where we are never tested. Imagine a life where every day is easy. Do we grow? No, you want to talk about growth and the planet of growth? It's the real growth is the growth of going through the eighth, which leads us to the ninth, which is typically Jupiter and Sagittarius domain. It's different for you. It's a different sign. But we need these experiences in life because that's what gives us real truth and real meaning, not something that we read on the internet. It's something that's lived and something that's real. So that's what you're doing right now. And so you have the sun conjunct Jupiter this week, and maybe it's giving you a sense of revitalization to like go even more deeply into yourself. Maybe it's helping you to find faith in some of the darkest moments. Sometimes Jupiter in the in the eighth, we 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 get aid, we get help, and sometimes our deepest darkest moments. Sometimes Jupiter in the eighth is financial windfall or a sense of like money and resource, or maybe we're just spending a lot of money right now. Your planet is Mercury, and Mercury is in Taurus at the moment. And for you, uh, uh, Virgo, Taurus is something called your ninth sign. So you're already, you know, one step ahead in this idea of like, what do you believe in? What do you stand for? What's your truth? Mercury is in the same sign as Uranus is picking up on a bigger theme that's been with you over the past few years, where maybe what you believe in, what you stand for, and what you think is true, it's very different than you thought even a few years ago. I'm sure we've got some twists and turns to talk about next week, especially as we get ready for that uh, that uh, that that Aries new moon solar eclipse. Oh, and Venus will go into Gemini, uh, uh, Virgo, and for you, Gemini is a major player in your astrology. It is your career sign. So even though Venus is going to breeze through over the next four weeks, it is kind of like giving you. 
um, a little bit of like charm and grace in your professional life or even with a goal or ambition, maybe uses to, um, you know, kind of get what you need in your professional life or to make a lot of professional connections or maybe even to say some things or to say things diplomatically, for example. Libra. So Libra, Venus is your planet. It's leaving Taurus and maybe it's been a little bit of a uh, prickly place for for your planet to be over the past uh, four weeks because Taurus for you is something called your what I call the eighth room. In our astrology there are 12 rooms and each of those rooms talk about a different facet of life and so when something goes into the eighth room as I call it in, in the case of the eighth it's where we're tested by life. This happens once a year for you it's Taurus season uh, or when your planet Venus goes through Taurus or maybe even these eclipses that we've been having since the very end of 2021 that's been bringing up a lot of deeper emotional material. So as Venus goes into Gemini, you know, it kind of gets into something I was saying for, for Virgo. It's like after all these things that you've been through, what do you believe in? What do you stand for? What do you think is true? Because faith and even knowledge, it has to be lived. It has to be tested. We just can't take something on face value. And sometimes Venus and Gemini, it can be a little take things on face value. But this is where the work that you're doing with all this uh, energy in your eighth is really you know, shifting and shaking and reshaping what you believe in, what you stand for, and what you think is true. That said, when Venus goes into a Gemini, is going to make something called a square to Saturn. So this is like a checkpoint for you about like, you know, Saturn's very real world. It's like, okay, you know, maybe you need that little bit of friction or pushback. Saturn is trying to get you to really focus on your health and wellness right now, to really reorganize your day-to-day -day life differently. Um, for some, you know, Libras, it is really getting into the nitty-gritty of that day-to-day -day life and making sure everything is organized, neat, and tidy. But maybe you need to, to you know, shift your point of view, and Saturn is really kind of giving you a checkpoint, like, okay, um, maybe you need to think about things a little differently as you go into the world, making sure that you are very grounded in your truth, your faith, and your conviction. Uh, that said, Aries season is a focus on relationships, that Sun-Jupiter conjunction. Maybe this is a time of new people coming into your life, or Jupiter is planting a seed about new relationships, or even a new time in relationships, or if you're already in, a, in existing relationships. Do keep in mind, Libra, and I said this to you last week because you had that uh, full moon in your own sign, you are a week and a half away from a solar eclipse in Aries. And this solar eclipse is the first in a series of eclipses that'll take you throughout 2023 and 2024 and to the beginning of 2025. It is a time for new beginnings in relationships. That means different things for different Libras. It could be a marriage, a commitment, um, to two people moving in together, uh, two people in an existing relationship need to do things differently. It could be the end of a relationship. It could even be a new phase of a relationship, like the birth of a child, for example. Um, but nevertheless, uh, and even if you're not in a relationship, it could be time when new people are coming in. Or there's a big focus on all relationships, small r relationships. We all need we all need relationship. That's one of the things that uh, this eclipse cycle is going to remind you is that you can't do everything alone or sort of like try to do everything like, you know, not getting any help, for example. Scorpio. 
So Aries season for you is a time when it's about work and really focusing on that day-to-day grind, your health and wellness, sort of the various small systems that run your life. What does that mean? A small system is like, this is your schedule. This is your routine. We need that. It's very grounding. And, and this is you know typically, or not typically in your case, Mars rules this space. It's a little bit of one of the reasons why Scorpio is a little bit of a perfectionist and even um, a, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, even a workaholic because Mars is all about work in this space. Although Mars is in Cancer right now, it'll be in Cancer into May. And so for you, Scorpio, um, you need to make sure that whatever work you're doing is really aligned with some sort of deeper sense of value and worth in the world. It has to just can't be work for work's sake, for example, it has to sort of hit your heart and hit your soul. Um, But that said, you're going to have, excuse me, you're going to have eclipses starting in this space you're gonna have a solar eclipse in this space um on on april 20th so just a week and a half from now and so this is opening up a new time for you to focus on your health and wellness this is an area that you typically neglect i'm just here to be your friendly remind a friendly astrologer to make some positive initiatives in this space because you don't want excuse me you don't want it to be the opposite for example all I know is that the space is changing. Be, you know, co-create the change in the space. If you need to quit doing something, uh, you know, take something out of your day-to-day life or take something out of your 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 uh, diet, for example, because it's not supporting your life, here's your eclipse, for example. But your day-to-day life might be kind of shifting and shaking up. There might be a lot of movement and travel as you go into the next six months. What else we got? We got the Sun-Jupiter conjunction. So again, you can use it to make some really new positive initiatives in your health and wellness, even in your day-to-day life. Venus gets out of Taurus, your relationship sign, and it goes into Gemini, which is your eighth room. This is a time when you have to really look at the deeper motivations that power uh, the choices that you make in life, these sort of decisions and choices around intimacy and vulnerability, and even choices around money and investment finance. But this is taking relationship, Venus is the ruler of your seventh, and bringing it into the eighth. So this could be, uh, uh, let's say, let's say, a difficult conversation between two people, a necessary uh, conversation between, between two people, but one that really gets into the deeper material. Maybe it's a necessary conversation about intimacy, intimacy between two partners, or a sense of vulnerability, trust, power, control. Venus is revealing the deeper material behind relationship. And Venus is also digging into a space that Mars was, your planet, um, for seven months while Mars did that retrograde uh, and and maybe kind of touching into some bigger themes about relationships and power and vulnerability. Um, Sagittarius. So sad. What do we got? We got Jupiter in Aries. Jupiter is your planet, and Aries is your fifth sign. So Jupiter is starting to conclude its time in your fifth. The fifth is the space of creativity, self-expression. I love the fifth because the fifth is highly underrated, but it's a space of fun. It's a space where we get back to the things that light us up, give us passion, give us life. And give us a sense of who we are. It's also a space of talents and creativity, for example. 
if you are burnt out, this is your time to really like capitalize on the next, uh, the next, uh, geez, next month or so while you know Jupiter is still in this space. Use the Sun-Jupiter conjunction to launch something to really affirm who you are, to bring in new passions, new joys, new creativities. That's my dog. And so this is also a space of children in case this is relevant to you. This could be a time when you want to start to um, you know, take action to get pregnant, for example. You will have eclipses in this space. And even if you're like, no, no, I do not want to be pregnant, you know what you need to do, for example. Anyway, so we're wrapping up this time, you know, with, with the with the Jupiter in Aries and on May 16th, it's going to go Taurus and really change the narrative for you. Uh, that said, Venus, it's in Gemini and Gemini is your relationship sign. Even on, on one level for the next four weeks, you know, Venus is kind of making you more social. You kind of are reaching out more to people and maybe there's a bit of romance because Jupiter is in your fifth. But and uh, Venus also makes a square to um, to Saturn and Saturn is, you know, as of the last uh, five weeks, it's in your fourth sign of home and family. You've started this chapter that's focused on answering a couple of simple questions. Where is home and who is home? Whomever you want to bring into your life, whether it's a small R relationship or a big R relationship, it, they have to sort of past Saturn's test. Is this somebody that's actually going to be a support for your life, going to nourish your life? And maybe if it's a big R relationship, somebody that you're actually going to settle down and put down roots with. Saturn loves relationships, but it wants to make sure that it's the right relationship. Um, Capricorn. So Capricorn, how are you doing with Saturn now in Pisces? We've got five weeks, you know, kind of in the bag so far. With Saturn in Pisces, um, we've got three more years <laughs> of Saturn in Pisces. <clears throat> but this is our first, um, so, you know, kind of our first path that we are walking with Saturn in Pisces. And this is all in advance of Saturn turning retrograde on June 17th. Of course, it's not June 17th. We've got two more months. That's right. Yeah, two more months. Um, but that's where, you know, this bigger time that you're in, which is about focusing on voice communication, how you think and listen and learn, but also how you take your voice seriously, how you are heard, and even the choices that you make in life, for example. That said, airy season for you is really focusing on the very base and roots of your chart. It talks about home and family. So this Jupiter, Jupiter has been in the space. Jupiter, in a way, has been kind of leading the, the charge because you know the eclipses are going to go into this space starting next week. Hang on, I'll get there. Um, but maybe you have made a move. Maybe you have started to make the first um, inklings of putting down roots. Jupiter typically likes to open up this space, you know, really focus on home and family and to get us to really connect with the importance of home and family. With that eclipse on April 20th, maybe it's already starting to happen. Maybe you have to wait a little bit. Sometimes the eclipses, you know, kind of wait for their moment. This is a time um, over the next 18 months, there's it's a time of really focusing on home and family. This means different things for different Capricorns, but for some Capricorns, it's the start of a family. For another Capricorn, it's a major move. It's the purchase of a home or sort of the symbolic move that talks about really you know, setting up a foundation in your life. 
With the south node going into your career sign, you have to find the balance between your professional desires, your ambitions, especially if you work too hard, you have to make sure that, that your professional life is balanced by your home life, the work life. Balance, for example, but this is gonna start to move a lot of bigger theme things in your life over the next 18 months. And maybe the sun conjunct Jupiter this week is really kind of planting the seed or getting you to kind of have a vision for the type of home life, whatever that means to you, whatever settling down means to you over the next uh, 16, 16 to 18 months. Um, that said, Venus, which is one of your major planets, um, it's your career planet, it goes into Gemini. So for you, um, Capricorn, you Gemini is what's called your sixth sign. And so the next four weeks, you have to focus on projects, work, getting things done, sort of those little day-to-day -day, uh, responsibilities, but maybe also taking care of your health and taking care of your wellness as well. Aquarius. Aquarius, as I was saying in my introduction, this is our first taste of Pluto in Aquarius. And I don't know, maybe you can feel it, maybe you can't. That's the thing sometimes about these big transits. It's hard to see in the moment. We need to kind of get a little bit of space to be able to go back and like, oh yeah, I see the change, <laughs> March, April of 2023. Um, but you know, Pluto is only going to be in Aquarius um, from March 23rd until January, not January, geez, until June 11th, where there's, a, where there's a retrograde on May 1st. So for you, Aquarius, just kind of put your psychic feelers out, just sort of sit with this time. How are you sensing, if at all, how are you sensing um, that, you know, one of the big tectonic plates of your life is starting to shift? Um, this is sort of this pivot point, and maybe again, it's not so obvious at the moment. I'm saying this because um, your, you know, the moon will go into Aquarius around um, midday, uh, you know, Eastern time. I'm here in the New York area um, on the 13th of April, and it's like, you know, what with the with the moon in Aquarius, the second half of the 13th of April, the 14th of April, and even part of the 15th of April, how is that starting to give you that first sort of psychic or emotional? material and theme that's actually going to play a bigger part in your life for the next 20 years. Yes, Pluto's going to be in Aquarius for 20 years. That said, Pluto will go back in and out uh, of your sign all the way into November of 2024. So it's kind of like you're like in a new life, but then you've still got your old life and you're still kind of going back and forth until the end of 2024. Uh, that said, Aries season for you is a time to focus on voice, communication, how you think and listen and learn. And uh, maybe this has been a very busy time, a lot of travel, a lot of exploration, focusing on reading, writing, communicating, communication, education. And your Jupiter has been in this space. Maybe you've had a lot of opinions the past uh, X amount of months. You know, Jupiter kind of came back into Aries at the end of December 2022 got one more month of Jupiter in the space, then it goes into your sign of home and family. Uh, that said, Jupiter, you know, Sun conjunct Jupiter, like maybe you have a manuscript that you want to write or, you know, to kind of set out these initiatives or maybe even the bravery and courage to have a conversation that has been hard to have. Jupiter gives us faith and confidence, for example. Uh, that said, Venus goes into Gemini, and for you, Gemini is your fifth sign of play, creativity, fun, and maybe over the next four weeks, 
you need some play, you need some fun, you need some creativity. I think it's been a little bit of a heavy time for Aquarius, um, you know, also your planet, Saturn, it's now in Pisces. So this is a time where there's been a bit another psychic shift in your life. And maybe you just need, maybe you just need a vacation, Aquarius. Finally, Pisces. So Pisces, um, number one, just sort of checking in with Saturn and Pisces. We are, what, what are we, like five weeks in, with Saturn and Pisces. And so this is the start of a major chapter of your life. It's a time of new beginnings. But the type of new beginnings where like a lot of it's on us. And, you know, I know that sounds a little heavy but sometimes there's a lot of power and a lot of psychic um, like it's like a necessary psychic transformation when we really set out and do something on our own and uh, yeah maybe you are feeling a little bit like the weight of the world is on your shoulders uh, for some Pisces um, this is a time to get very focused on your health your wellness the first and is uh, when Saturn is in your sign especially if you're a sun sign Pisces Saturn is really sort of looking over your life and wanting sort of order and structure, for example. Um, for other Pisces, you're really feeling Saturn as that push to, you know, to do the right thing. Um, to, you know, you're getting older, getting wiser, doing hard things sometimes. That said, every season for you is to focus on money, income, material stability, and material security. Jupiter through your second sign of money, you know, sometimes it can be a windfall. Sometimes, you know, you, you do are making more money and maybe, or you've been spending more money, or maybe it's not money per se, it's the sense of having more uh, material uh, resources at your disposal. Use the Sun-Jupiter conjunction to set some intentions on the type of material life that you want to create for yourself. We are human beings. We are physical bodies. We need to take care of our physical needs. So making sure that, you know, money in the bank, uh, roof over your head, food in the kitchen, and that's really getting at these primal and basic resources that we all need. Uh, that said, uh, Venus goes into Gemini for you. Gemini is a sign of home and family. So the next four weeks, um, maybe a lot of movement in the household or need to create beauty in the household or create, you know, invite people over to socialize in the household. But it is sort of, you know, touching on this new time in your life, Pisces with Saturn um, in your sign. And I will also say, because we are a week and a half away from a solar eclipse, this is all about new beginnings in your relationship with money and income, material stability and security. So there you go. Um, that is your look at the astrology for the week of April 10th through 16th, 2023. Um, you can follow me online at empoweringastrology.com. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Spotify. Um, book a consultation with me. I know many of you are my clients. Um, and also I have a newsletter that goes out every Monday morning if you want that first look at the astrology or to learn about an upcoming webinar. I'm still like half and half out. If I'm going to bang out a webinar for these eclipses, um, but we will see. Anyway, um, stay tuned and I will see you all next week. Thank you so much for your support and until next time, take care. Bye-bye.